and This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The world's population is expected to reach 8 billion people on November 15th. That's the United Nations forecast in a report that said that India will surpass China as the most populous country on Earth in 2023. But that's not what we're focusing on here today. In fact, Prince Charles, now known as King Charles, warned 13 years ago in Brazil that the nations have less than 100 months to act that would be eight years from that time, to save the planet from inevitable damage due to global warming, now known as climate change. Barack Obama, just nine months later, addressed the Copenhagen Climate Summit conference and declared, we are running out of time. Running out of time for what? You see, the 100 months has long since passed. In fact, for the past 50 years, over and over and over again, the so-called prophets of environmental doom have declared that we had only 10 years before catastrophic climate change would destroy the earth and destroy humanity and render us a civilization destroyed over and over again for 50 years. And one of the principal prognosticators of this has been the former Prince Charles, now known as King Charles. A couple of weeks ago, Mikhail Gorbachev passed away at, I believe it was 91 years of age, something like that. Mikhail Gorbachev, as you know, was the final president, leader of the Soviet Union. It was Mikhail Gorbachev who actually ushered in the so-called new form of Russia that is presided over by Vladimir Putin. When Mikhail Gorbachev decided to allow the Berlin Wall to be torn down. The president of the former Soviet Union, who had won the Peace Prize for his work in ostensibly breaking up communism, came to the United States to establish what he called the International Foundation for Socioeconomic and Political Studies, better known as the Gorbachev Foundation. He set up his headquarters at the former U.S. military base at the Presidio in San Francisco, and from there, he unveiled systematically his blueprint for world government involving the manipulation of Earth's inhabitants into a new world order in the name of saving the planet from environmental catastrophe. He called for a restructuring of our economic, political, and religious views. 
By the way, we're going to focus back on Prince Charles, now known as King Charles, but we need to set the foundation for this, and that's what we're doing now. Mirroring this quest for a new kind of spirituality, Gorbachev's website opened with these words. We need a new system of values, a system of the organic unity between mankind and nature, and the ethic of global responsibility. He spoke like he was a, like a, a New Age Leninist seeking to replace Christianity with a new religious order in which humanism and pantheism, all laced with Christianized terminology, combined to unify the planet for the greater goal of a new world order. And here's what he said. The environmental crisis is the cornerstone for the new world order. Now, in order to uh, carry that out, he fostered international treaties and an all-encompassing planetary document called the Earth Charter. At that time, Maurice Strong, the United Nations' top environmental activist, referred to that charter as a Magna Carta for Earth. In other words, a declaration, a document of freedom for Earth, not for people, but for Earth. Gorbachev even went further. He was describing the charter, that Earth Charter, as a new set of rules to guide humanity. He said, my hope is that this charter will be a kind of Ten Commandments, like a Sermon on the Mount, that provides a guide for human behavior toward the environment in the next century and beyond. Interesting. Now, Mikhail Gorbachev is dead. And Prince Charles has received the baton as King of England now and heading up the uh, uh, British Commonwealth. He now can take his uh, environmental baton and use it in even perhaps more powerful ways to take over for Mikhail Gorbachev in the world and through the efforts of the New World Order through Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, begin to advance even further this global objective of using the so-called claim of environmental destruction and climate change as the vehicle to bind the peoples of the earth, 8 billion peoples of the earth, into a kind of religious oneness that will enable those who have dedicated themselves by 2030 to accomplish a new global government, a building, a rebuilding for all eternity of the ancient Tower of Babel and its spirit. That is to be accomplished through what is now known as the spirit of the earth. The spirit of the earth. So I welcome you to Viewpoint today, friends. We're going to weave together a lot of things, and I'm glad that you've joined us. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms, always talk that transforms. You say, well, how can this kind of information be transformative to me? Well, it can. It depends upon how you look at it. You see, because if you realize what's taking place, if you really come to grips with what's really taking place, you will realize 
that this is the messianic hour, that this is the moment that all history has waited for, that the biblical prophecy has looked forward to. But the environmentalists are pursuing their agenda with religious fervor because they believe that this is history's messianic hour. Only problem is they have a different Messiah. They really do. And they're presenting a different good news. For instance, Al Gore back in 2009 said at the Oxford uh, there in uh, Britain, he says, I bring you good news. He declared that the Congressional Climate Bill would help bring about global governance. You see, it really is pretty clear if we have eyes to see, ears to hear. But what does it mean for you and for me? What changes should that make in our lives? We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. As we take a further look at Prince Charles and now King Charles' involvement in the environmental agenda, the global environmental pursuit, we need to look at it in context. And you might ask yourself, well, why would you talk about that? Why not you talk about some of the things on the home front? Well, so let me just give you a series of headlines that uh, give us context, not so much for environmentalism, but just for where we are at every level of society. We'll just start with this one. More embalmers are reporting bizarre blood clots amid COVID vax campaign. Next, pastors battle rocketing burnout amid politics and the pandemic. It's wearing out the soul. Pope Francis repeats warning of a third world order. A nurse in Australia gets AstraZeneca shot and dies of shock immediately. In the midst of a satanic revolution, major warnings emerge as Disney-owned network releases disturbing Little Demon cartoon. Next, school hosts LGBT club for four-year-olds. Next, CDC fed Facebook misinformation about vaccines. In other words, they were the deliverers of misinformation. Next, deeply dangerous, a network host says media need to stop covering both sides of the issues. In other words, only be one-sided. Interesting, isn't it? And then, finally, high school teacher boasts of queer library with material on orgies and all kinds of perversions. Now, this gives us a picture, very quickly, a thumbnail sketch of our culture and of the world and where we are. So you say, well, 
those things, every one of those could be the subject of a whole program. You're right. And we have talked about most of them. Oh, yes, we have. But today, we're focusing on the changing of the guard. The changing of the guard, say, from Mikhail Gorbachev, a voice behind the scenes who powerfully impacted the whole concept of global uh, warming and uh, environmentalism and then climate change. Remember, he said that this was the cornerstone of the new world order. So where does Prince Charles, now King Charles, stand in that position? Well, even as Prince Charles warned in Rio de Janeiro back in 2009 that the nations have less than 100 months to act, that would be eight years from that time, that would have been by 2017, to save the planet from inevitable damage due to global warning, U.S. President Barack Obama just nine months later, addressed the Copenhagen Climate Summit Conference, said we're running out of time. So we're running out of time for what? You see, we need to ask questions. We need to ask rhetorical questions because otherwise we just accept statements that are made blindly. Is running out of time the real and overarching question, the answer to which gives genuine meaning to what appears to be a kind of scientific gospel of global salvation that grips both the Pope and politicians, yes, even pastors and priests right now? We need to ponder seriously that question and the answer to it because it is in the context of a great move in our world. You could call it a messianic expectation. That's right. You say, well, I don't know of anybody that's expecting a Messiah. Well, they're just not calling him a Messiah. Oh, but they're expecting some sort of Messiah. They're expecting some sort of a deliverer. So Mikhail Gorbachev was part of that. And he gave us the Earth Charter. And he thought that he was going to be a major influence in the salvation of the world. Not from sin, but from the new sin. The new culturally created sin called climate change, of which mankind was the primary uh, cause. So, this matter of running out of time is a serious question. We need to ponder it. It changes everything as to why the increasing provocation of a sense of urgency is preventing it, or presenting itself in a kind of counterfeit of biblical prophecy that's cloaked in the high priesthood garbs of science, that's compelling all to be true believers and to conform our lives accordingly to this new salvation doctrine and the new man-created sin of climate change. And if you fail to do so, if you fail to uh, embrace this, that's deemed to be the unpardonable sin. You're a hater then. You're a hater of earth. You're a hater of other people on the earth because you have not bought into the new gospel. This is very insidious, friends, and you need to understand it. And Prince Charles is one of the premier promoters of this. 
as we will see. So if you don't buy into this new gospel of climate change and salvation of the earth through the new earth spirit uh, quasi-religion, you will then be consigned as an unbeliever to planetary perdition, which means there's no redemption. There's no hope for you. You have to be removed. And that's exactly what the New Agers say. Not necessarily about the planet, but about their belief system. They're looking for a Messiah. I talk about that in my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. You see, the mystery is not just about Yeshua, Jesus. It's about an entire spiritual orientation right now to create a counterfeit Messiah that people can believe in, that they will believe in. And not just the Antichrist, but belief systems, friends, that are seducing billions of people on this planet, including professing Christians. But again, why the increasing pressure or urgency that seems to choreograph the world and its leaders right now into a previously unattainable unity? The answer, I believe, is very simple. Would you like to know what that answer is? It's an ulterior and greater motivation, or should we say agenda, driving the near panic-driven urgency that's actually connected with climate only to the extent that it, like the COVID vaccines, could be used to accomplish humanity's great goal of the ages. And what would that be? World government. And now that goal has to be pursued with religious fervor because this is now perceived to be history's messianic hour. Regardless of where you're coming from, whether you're coming as a Christian, a non-believer, a new ager, a climate change addict, whatever it is, this moment in time is deemed to be, shall we say, the messianic hour or moment. It's been coming now for quite some time. Now, if you don't have a copy of my book, brand new book, Messiah, I urge you to get a copy. I can guarantee you, you've never, ever read anything like it. Because it takes a look at this messianic moment with the anticipated second coming of Christ. But there, the majority of people on the planet are not looking for the second coming of Christ. Jewish people are not looking for the second coming of Christ, so what are they looking for? New Agers are not looking for the second coming of Christ, at least not the Christ of the Bible. They're looking for a different Christ. And they say so. Muslims are looking for their Mahdi, the Messianic, the the Muslim Messiah. Everybody's looking for some sort of deliverer. Believer or not, 
looking for some sort of deliverer to come and make everything better, to kiss us all better, shall we say, to kiss the world better. So now, the drumbeats of this urgency to avert climate catastrophe have reached what I believe is a screaming crescendo because the time for true global government and the new world order is now seen not as a distant hope, but as a spiritual messianic mandate to be fulfilled or consummated gloriously by the year 2030. Approximately 2,000 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus, Yeshua the Messiah. Do you see that? 2030, Jesus crucified, risen about about 30 A.D. Therefore, the perceived competition for global domination, either by man or a returning Messiah, is intense. The New York Times in July 2021 had a piece that said, now Democrats have only one year to save the planet. A century from now, the writer claimed, our descendants may look back on next year so as as the hinge of history. Notice the intensity with which these things are being said. Now, they were looking for a political turn in order to accomplish a quasi-religious goal, which is environmental salvation. Of course, no question about it, climate matters. We, we all live in a climate. Climate is a significant part of our human environment. It has been since creation, we, we know that. But mankind did not create either the earth or its climate, right? So why do we think that mankind can gain messianic power or authority to save mankind by saving the climate or environment? We're, we're, we're not ordained as saviors of the environment, but caretakers. There's one creator, and he's given us dominion in the earth. We're to be caretakers, but not saviors. There's only one creator. But what's happening is, just as the Apostle Paul warned in Romans chapter 1, as humankind, knowing God, refused to glorify and acknowledge him as God, Therefore, their foolish minds and hearts become increasingly darkened, and ultimately they gain, God gives them over to a reprobate mind, the beginning of which is to exalt the creation over the creator. That's exactly what's happening. The creator's declared vision was that the earth and universe were created for man, not man for the universe or planet. And so to attempt to reverse those roles places the creature in competition with the creator, doesn't it, for for ultimate governance? So environmentalism then has progressively emerged as an alternative religion with its own self-generated doctrine, a dogma or doctrine, prophets and priests, 
So this emergent reality is that environmentalism, it's a belief system. It's become a pseudo-scientific messianic movement being utilized for a greater globalistic goal. By dismissing, dismissing the creator and usurping all power and glory for the created man, doesn't that fulfill Satan or Lucifer's long-declared intent to be equal with the creator? I think so. Since pride always go before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall, this environmental deification is becoming an integral part of the end-time battle for the souls of men. That's going to bring us back to Britain's new King Charles, a climate hawk who has called for radically transforming fossil fuels and more. Stay tuned, friends. Viewpoint determines destiny. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website saveus.org that's saveus.org also on chuck's website listen to chuck's viewpoint broadcast listen to the archives maybe you missed a program check it out at saveus.org also there are some great resources hospitality information also information about marriage divorce and remarriage newsletters articles prophecy Prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. I want to make available to you the book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. Uh, it's a $22 book on our website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. That's 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. One of the chapters is entitled Environmental Deification, and uh, there's no way that we can share all of that with you here today. Don't intend to. But uh, you need to know that what this book is about is to help people, particularly professing Christians, but not just professing Christians. You can use this book to talk to unbelievers, people that are in various walks, people, by the way, who are in the climate change business, or young people who have sold their souls virtually to environmentalism. If they were to read this chapter... They might just have their eyes open. And there are so many other chapters like this. How about the Noahide laws? Do you know about those? Oh, you don't? How about the Masonic Messiah? Do you know about him? How about the Marxist Messiah? How about the evolutionary Christ? Do you know anything about these, these, uh, these different uh, individuals or belief systems? And there are so many more. The United Nations Savior. 
the globalist Messiah, the cafeteria Christ. Salvation by syncretism. The New Age mystical Messiah. The Age of Aquarius. Israel's hope. I'll tell you. The gentleman that we have used for many, many years, 20 years, through Save America Ministries, uh, he deals with authors, and uh, he's a Christian man, dedicated Christian man, and deals with authors, providing us with their books and materials, and we have used him also with regard to promoting our books and uh, materials for both radio and television interviews. He said to me last week, he said, Chuck, Normally, I can take a book and just quickly skim through it, and I know what it says. I couldn't do that with this book, he said. This book, I had to read every chapter. He said, it may very well be the best book you've ever done. That's what he said. I'll let you make the deciding factor. But uh, it's different. And it's designed, it's intended to help People not be seduced by counterfeit thinking, counterfeit belief systems, and then reinforces the true Messiah. This has to happen, friends, because Jesus said the number one characteristic of these of the end of the age would be massive deception and seduction. Apostle Paul reinforced that. Uh, John reinforced that. So we need to take seriously these warnings. And these books, starting with uh, uh, King of the Mountain and then Antichrist and now Messiah, are all kind of like, almost like a, a trilogy or a series to prepare, first of all, God's people. You say, well, I I believe in a Messiah. Yeah, so do the New Agers. Mm Mm-hmm. So do the Jews. They just don't believe in the same Messiah you do. And maybe you don't know exactly what Messiah you believe in either, given the deception of the ages. Unveiling the mystery of the ages. Messiah. Again, $22 on our website. Save us. Dot O-R-G. All right, now, I want to shift back to the passing of the baton from Mikhail Gorbachev now to King Charles, the new king of England, who also has a domain that, according to former Queen Elizabeth, covers approximately 2 billion people. Not only that, but King Charles has influence now among the entire unbelieving world that has cast their hopes and dreams upon environmental salvation. Earth faith, they call it. Here is a report that came from Fox News today. And I I thought this was interesting that it came from Fox News. Charles III, King Charles III, said global warming, climate change, and biodiversity loss are the greatest threats humanity has ever faced. 
Now, that, that's putting it pretty high. The greatest threats that humanity has ever faced. Now, the Bible tells us the greatest threat that humanity has ever faced is sin. That's what the Bible says, and that's why we need a, salva- a, a Savior, a Messiah, a Redeemer, the only hope for humankind. But Prince Charles, King Charles, doesn't think that way. He said that even though his role as Prince of Wales, formerly, was to be defender of the faith, that is, the Christian faith, he changed that. He said, no, from now on, I'm going to be the defender of the faiths, plural. Now, environmentalism is a faith system. It's based on the belief that the worst thing that could happen is climate change. So, King Charles says that it's now the greatest threat humanity has ever faced. If you really believe that, then it's going to set the entire stage of your whole belief system and what you say to people. You don't need salvation from sin. That's not a big deal. In fact, if that were a big deal, then Prince Charles would be falling on his face before the British people in repentance for his blatant sin against both the Church of England, the God of England, and the British people. But he has not done that, nor does he intend to do that because that's not his heart. So let's take a look at what this uh, particular news flash tells about Britain's new King Charles. Here we go. I'm just going to read it. Britain's new King Charles III is an outspoken climate activist who has traveled worldwide to give environmental speeches and advocate a complete transition from fossil fuels. So, if you think Joe Biden was bad, Prince Charles, now King Charles, is doubly bad. As he ascended the throne after his mother, Queen Elizabeth, died Thursday, he has repeatedly warned that climate change will have, quote, devastating, unquote, impacts on the environment. As Prince... He regularly attended United Nations climate conferences and issued statements or speeches condemning the so-called lack of climate action. The scale and scope of the threat we face, he said, call for a global systems-level solution based on radically transforming our current fossil fuel-based economy to one that is genuinely renewable and sustainable. He made that statement in a speech at the UNCOP26 summit in November of 2021, less than a year ago. He's been in this religious fervor now for a very long time, and his fervor is increasing. He is acting as if he is a priest or prophet for this new environmental religion. He went on to say, any leader who has had to confront such life-threatening challenges knows that the cost of inaction is far greater than the cost of prevention. 
So he went on to say, so I could only urge you as the world's decision makers to find practical ways of overcoming differences so we can all get down to work together to rescue, that is, save this present planet, uh, precious planet and save the threatened future of our young people. Did you know that the Bible doesn't give us any warning about saving the planet? Nowhere. This is a counterfeit sin to replace the real sins, that the, the sins of the heart that the Bible talks about. It's an end run. So if people, young people, get caught up in the fervor of this pseudo-religious endeavor, they feel like they're doing something religious, something good, something spiritual. That's what they feel like. The reality is that it's being used as a, a subterfuge to get away, to redirect people's thinking away from what the Bible says, from God's viewpoint, are the real problems. And now we're going to refocus on something we can't control, but are told we can control as human beings, which is is another way of saying we as human beings can be equal to or greater than God. God created the environment. He created all of this, and we have watched it shift back and forth in various seasons and so on uh, for thousands of years. But all of that is ignored now because this moment can be seized upon for ulterior motives like laying the foundation or the cornerstone for a one-world government, which means complete control of humanity. So we need to find out what King Charles really has in mind. Would you like to know? We'll find out when we get back. This is Viewpoint. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. Today we're talking about the passing of the baton for environmental influence from Mikhail Gorbachev, who died two weeks ago, former president of the Soviet Union, to the new King Charles, formerly Prince Charles of Wales. 
I'm sharing with you an article that just came out today. And it was titled, Britain's new King Charles is a climate hawk who has called for radically transforming fossil fuel economy. And this is not coming from some uh, conspiratorial theory site. It's coming from an increasingly liberalized Fox News. The then prince acknowledged that a green transition would cost trillions of dollars. But the said investment, he said, was needed to save the world. Notice, save the world. This is the language that's being used. We don't need to be saved from sin. We need to be saved from climate destruction. This is the new spirituality. It's called earth faith. Let's go on to see what Mr. King Charles III has to say about this. He said that this investment of trillions of dollars was needed to save the world. He added that a global, quote, military-style campaign, unquote, was required to achieve such a massive and costly transition. Do you know what that means? Governmental force. Now, if we're talking about the climate, that means it's not just governmental force within your state, your county, or your country. No, this requires a bigger governmental force. Well, how are you going to get this bigger governmental force? You have to embrace a one-world government. That's his goal. You have to embrace a one-world government. Let me go on. We need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector with trillions at its disposal far beyond global GDP and with the greatest respect beyond even the governments of the world's leaders. Oh, do you not see? Do you not hear? Do you not understand what he's saying? We need a one-world government. We need a massive, centralized, one-world government to save us. He said it offers the only real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition. Fundamental economic transition? Transition from what to what? Well, that's what Klaus Schwab, founder and head of the World Economic Forum has been talking about when he talks about the Great Reset. A fundamental economic transition. Transition from what to what? From capitalism and from each country having governance of its own money and so on to a globally governed system. Now, you think you've got a problem with Washington. Just think what the problem would be with a world government. 
Look at the problems that the European Union has. That's one of the reasons why Britain excised itself through Brexit from the European Union. They didn't want to be controlled like that. But now what's being promoted here is that kind of control. In April, then Prince Charles delivered a virtual address to the Our Ocean Conference. During the speech, he said human activity has led to the rapid decline in ocean health. How does he know that? He doesn't know that. In fact, the great reef that supposedly uh, was deteriorating rapidly now, most recently, has been reported to being recovering and healthier than ever before. These people are not honest. They're no more honest than Dr. Fauci was or than Dr. Burks was when she ultimately confessed, you recall, that, well, she had to say what she did in order to get the people to do what they wanted. In other words, she lied to the people. She deceived them. She did not tell the truth concerning the vaccines, the jabs, which she finally admitted she knew would not stop the virus. This is the same kind of situation, exactly the same, being motivated and used for the same purposes. The king has also spoken out against plastic pollution in favor of rights for indigenous people and for environmental justice in recent years. Environmental justice? What is that? That's a whole new kind of justice system. Not biblical justice. It's a whole different kind of justice system. An alternative justice system. He has led several environmental campaigns over the last five decades. We're talking again about formerly Prince Charles, now King Charles, who has received the baton of global climate change, environmental salvation from Mikhail Mikhail Gorbachev. He said global warming, climate change, and the devastating loss of biodiversity are the greatest threats humanity has ever faced. He made that statement at the 2020 World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, Switzerland, conducted by, you guessed it, Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. He said, what good is all the extra wealth in the world gained from business as usual if you can do nothing with it except watch it burn in catastrophic conditions? He said, the only limit is our willingness to act and the time to act is now. In other words, This is the messianic moment. This is the moment of truth for the climate uh, environmentalists, the environmental deification folk who have raised the creation above the creator, worshiping the creation over the creator, refuse to submit to the claims of the creator and his call for repentance and confession of sin from God's viewpoint, and now they've created a whole new environmentalism, deification of earth, uh, climate change religion as an alternative. 
and look at how it's sucking in the young people. They want a cause. The problem is that the cause is not Christ-like. It's not leading them to prepare for the coming Messiah. It's leading them to a counterfeit, and a counterfeit trust. Charles went on to say, we will have limited power as king to make substantive policy decisions, but he could use his position to continue advocating for climate action. And that's precisely what he will do. That's who he is. That's who he is. It's how he thinks. And we never hear anything from formerly Prince Charles or King Charles concerning the faith once delivered to the saints. Never anything. No allegiance whatsoever to the Bible. No allegiance whatsoever to Christ. That's not his mind, his heart, or belief system. He's a powerful man and mega wealthy. Perhaps one of the wealthiest people on the planet with the assets that are available to him. For him to say that the rest of the world should give up their wealth when he himself is living the life of Riley and more so as the king of England is a mockery. The same was true of Al Gore, calling for you to stop driving your car while he was flying here here and there uh, across the world in a jet plane. The whole thing is hypocritical, and that's one of the reasons we know that it's false. There's no continuity. Now, if the Earth Charter and its supporting programs are implemented, sovereign nations would no longer exist. Private property and the ability to choose what to do with your land would be severely limited. The right to decide your child's schooling and what your child is taught, even at home, will be restricted. This state control would also extend, believe it or not, into the realm of personal beliefs. Christianity, saying that Jesus Christ is the only way of reconciliation to God, would not be tolerated. In fact, it most likely would be made a crime. So why is humanity falling for this deception? The answer is very simple, really. The majority of people have rejected the truth of God for a lie, just as God said it was going to happen. They're seeking to liberate themselves from a moral God and his holy commandments. Most of Earth's inhabitants have embraced humanism or pantheism as their worldview, inevitably resulting in the direct or indirect worship of man or nature. So, Ultimately, it's environmental deification and the deification of human beings. According to this view, those who believe in a personal creator, refusing to make creation their God, are a threat to nature and have to be eliminated. 
Only so-called enlightened man can evolve to a higher spiritual state, taking the quantum leap into godhood and the new Aquarian age. And in pursuing this goal, new agers falsely believe they're saving themselves and the planet. Look, I do not deny, and anybody who would is not being honest. There are legitimate concerns over environment that need to be addressed, but we don't need to unite under a world government to do so. If people, if only people would apply God's wisdom, they could avoid Satan's deception and the resulting devastating and damning consequences. That's my viewpoint. What's yours? Again, viewpoint determines destiny. We're not talking about this program. We're talking about our viewpoints, your viewpoint, mine. There are no neutral viewpoints, none. Every viewpoint leads to a destiny, a direction that leads to a destiny. There are no alternatives. There's no escaping it. Therefore, it's critically important that you and I form our own viewpoints based upon God's viewpoint. So, we're confronting the deepest issues here of America's heart and home from God's eternal perspective. Not from a conservative's perspective, not from a Republican or Democrat's perspective, but from God's perspective. What perspective are you using to look at the issues of our time? And you can see that if all these things are taking place, the question then is, how should I be living? What decisions do I need to make? How should I be responding to these kinds of issues that are coming rapidly? Am I prepared? Am my children prepared to endure the persecution that's coming on the edge of environmental deification? Get a copy of the book, Messiah, $22 on our website, saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Become a partner, friends. Help us to get the message out even more broadly until Jesus comes. God bless and be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.